The following podcast is a mass media production. Hi, I'm Josh Galindo. And I'm Crystal Galindo. Welcome to the Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations podcast. A lifestyle podcast where we will offer our experience and expertise in building real, lasting wealth through renovating and flipping homes. And the chaos that comes with balancing a family of six, leaving nothing unsaid. Follow our wild ride we call life and apply our lessons to your own journey. Welcome to Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations Podcast Season 3. Hi, babe. Hi, gorgeous. And what are we talking about today? So one of our most successful episodes was talking about being a landlord. We got <laughs> blown up with questions, and it's kind of rare that we get questions um, in, in such a high volume. So uh, today we're going to go over um, all of the questions from our listeners and uh, hope that we can answer and educate. Yes, on how to not manage your rental property. Not a girl, <laughs> on how not to manage your rental property. <laughs> Stay tuned, listen in. Hey guys, it's not too late to be a sponsor of the show. If you're interested in getting your business in front of our listeners, please send us a direct message on our Going Galindo social channels. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning. I love your new haircut. Thank you. We should make it known for everybody. <laughs> we worked so hard to save all that hair, and then I was like, go and cut it. Cut it short. <laughs> do you like it? I do. You don't do. like the pictures? That's uh, what you told me. Yeah, I don't like the pictures of it, but everyone else says they like it, so I guess <laughs> I'll just I'll keep it for now. I, I would love for you to keep it. Uh, you've been wanting my hair short for a long time. Yeah, I like it short. Yeah. I like it short because uh, you're pretty. And it exposes your face. We are going to do a part two on how to not manage your rental properties. How to not manage your rental properties. We got a lot (laughs) of questions on social media, so I think we should address them. We got a bunch of questions. That was one of our top performing uh, uh, episodes. episodes. Mm -hmm. And so clearly people liked that information. So we'll give them more of it. Yes. And uh, as you said, we had a lot of people... I couldn't believe the amount of comments and questions that we got, um, but we were able to I pick. know. You almost thought they were fake, but they're all real. Yeah, even more than, <laughs> yeah. There was hundreds more than this. That yeah, was crazy. So shall we? We shall. All right. So let's start with the first one. What are the pros and cons of using a property manager? What do you think, honey? So I know I, you have personal experience with yeah. using it. We do use property managers when we have properties outside of Las Vegas. Correct. Um, except for the Airbnb, like that I manage. And then, but it's also very different. Like this is my line of work. So I'm able to manage True. the properties while I'm at work. Yes. I think that if you have a full time job somewhere else and you have rental properties, it's probably best to have a property manager. I think that is a, a, a fantastic point that. I know and didn't even think to bring up. (laughs) You know, I often look at people, people ask me that are doctors or Uh lawyers or whatever their profession is and say, uh, how do you do it? Yeah. It's like, well, you know, the difference is that I wake up and I go do real estate. Right. Right. Um, So I don't have to wake up and go play doctor. And then when I get off at whatever time I get off, have to go play real estate. Right. Right. No, that's a really good point. Yeah. So I would actually, uh, on that one, I'm going to say a property manager is probably a good idea if real estate is not what you do full-time. Correct. All right. Let's talk about it if real estate is what you do full-time. 
I think that it's best that you manage it yourself because you're going to care about your property. The property manager is not. And when repairs and those sort of items come up, like you're able to, uh, we're able to manage it because we have all those resources. Exactly. So I love managing our properties for a few reasons. I think the perfect example that proved why managing your properties personally is beneficial was the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think we, we wrote a letter to everybody. We acknowledged the circumstances at hand yeah. and we re-educated uh, them or informed them mm-hmm. that the rent that they pay goes towards paying for our livelihood, right. our children, our children's food, our children's um, you know, clothes and education. And so we're not just a business or just a company. We are people. We're people. Yeah. It puts our, uh, we're a family. Mm-hmm. So staying, um, humanized in the eyes yeah. of your tenant, I think goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So, um, the other thing too, that I think is property managers run such a tight ship, understandably, because they have to, Right. but like if your tenant doesn't pay on the first, they're serving them a notice on day two, which, uh, at some level, um, I believe in that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to tell people not to do that. But when you can receive a phone call from your tenant going, hey, I just need till Wednesday to pay the rent, um, you save a lot of drama right? Um, right. by allowing them to be able to do that mm-hmm. versus a, a property manager may go, nope, you're already late. And then they start whacking them with fees. And then before you know it, they're so, they've, they've racked up such a bill in addition to the rent that's already owed that they're screwed. Right. When if it was you or I, we would go, we could wait three days. Right. We'll just, we'll just let them pass. Yeah. So there's or, value in both sides. Right. Or like waiving the late fee because it's the first time that they're late, like things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think that helps them want to stay longer because they know it's a sweet deal. Right. So then they don't want to move out, yeah. which is better for us because we don't want them to move out. Exactly. <laughs> and we actually have pretty low turnover. I would yeah. argue that we have really low turnover. A lot of our tents have been with us a long time, and I think it's for that reason. Mm-hmm. They know us. They like us. Yes. And here's the other thing. I don't think a property manager ever wins, so I kind of feel bad for those I guys. Know. I think the tenant hates them, and I think the owner hates them. <laughs> they just don't win. They're, the, they're like in a bad, tough spot. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, anything else you want to add on that one, honey? No, I think we touched on that one pretty good. All right. We got a lot to get through, so we'll just keep banging them out. Uh, go right. ahead. You read this one. So for first time landlords, how do you determine how much to charge for the security deposit? Do you want to go? Or do you want me to go? You go. <laughs> so there's a lot that goes into determine. Let's go with a general statement. What it should be what typically. It, what it should be typically in a perfect world. What would it always be? It would be first month's rent, last month's rent key deposit, cleaning deposit, and a security deposit equal to a full month's rent. So security deposit equal to a full month's rent is typically what we do. Yeah, yeah is but, what we're always shooting for. But and, every house is different. Yeah. So, And the reason I think it's important to talk about how it could be circumstantial mm-hmm. is what if you have a property that isn't renting quickly? So maybe you offer um, a reduced move-in cost. Right. Um or you have a property that's super nice that was just fully renovated. Yeah. You might want more than $1,400, assuming the rent's $1,400, as a security deposit. You just put thirty grand into it right. and you want it to stay nice. Um, I think the deposit is a good way to, um, to create a quick result. You know, If you jack the deposit up, then you're going to get a really high-quality tenant. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you finally do get a tenant, they're going to bite or they're going to be a good tenant because they're willing to pay so much in a deposit. Right. Um, if you need to move a property quickly, reduce the deposit. You may not get the greatest tenant, but 
um, you'll get your property rented out faster. You know, another thing we've done too, or we, we were struggling to find a tenant for one unit. She couldn't do the full security deposit. So we broke it up over the course of six months. So she made partial payments of the security deposit. But because we set it up that way, we were making her pay a higher security deposit. So we technically right. got more yeah. than the first than the rent amount for a security deposit. And something else that I would say here is is if you can always try to if you had to give up a deposit, let's say that the house just won't rent mm-hmm. and you've got someone that's willing to take it. I would rather take a reduced security deposit and increase the rent. Yes. Because the rent stays. It yeah, doesn't go back. The security deposit goes back. Right. So if the deposit's low um, and they return the place in perfect condition mm-hmm. then and you kept the rent low, then you didn't really win. But if you jack the rent be, and to justify a low deposit... That's free mm-hmm. extra money every month. With Sand Creek, the we lowered the security deposit, okay. but we didn't increase the rent. Right. Yeah, we're so, still learning. We're always doing yeah. different things. And there's a lot of moving parts to it. That's why I'm just not a believer in a standard set uh, way of doing it because mm-hmm. I, I want my properties always occupied right. and always cash flowing. So whatever it takes. So there's no standard out there. And I think some people get stuck on a standard and they're banging their head on the ground going, I can't rent my property out. Why won't it rent? Why won't it rent? Well, get creative. Yeah, you have to be flexible. Break the deposit up into six months, a year, mm-hmm. um, three payments, you yeah. know, whatever it is. So, All right. Next question. What do you use to run a background check or credit checks on potential tenants? So We're going to be laughed at for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't do background checks. Um, we And then as far as credit checks, we just tell them to get Credit Karma and screenshot it and send it to us. But uh, we don't really base it off of credit. A lot of in Las Vegas, and I think maybe the market is is, is changing. Mm-hmm. But for many years in Las Vegas, because the housing was so inexpensive, if you could come up with a first month's rent, a, a last month's rent, a big security deposit, a key deposit, a pet deposit, a cleaning, a key, a cleaning, a X Y Z deposits. Sometimes these guys are coming up with five or six thousand dollars. Yeah, that's if a someone's lot. got five or six thousand dollars, there's a good chance that they could buy. And then if you're saying I want perfect credit on top of that, yeah. why isn't this person buying? Right. Why are they renting? Right. So a lot of times that's the niche that we're filling by providing rentals to the community is it's for people that aren't in a position to buy. Right. And why aren't they in a position to buy? Probably because they don't have great credit or probably because they got something on their background. So with credit score, I don't really get hung up on credit score. The only thing I've said this in the past that I get hung up on is, is that they have an eviction on their, on their record. I'm not a big fan of that. If you had to have, if you put a a landlord through that kind of pain, you'll get, you'll do it to me again. But if when you were 18, you got a credit card and no one taught you financial responsibility and you ran it up and then never made a payment on it. You know, and yeah. now you're 28 and... Credit's hard to fix, too. So. Yeah, and credit's hard to fix. <laughs> you make one mistake, so you don't really want to base it off of that. But sometimes it's just nice information for us to have. And I wouldn't say... So we don't do a background check, but we do, like, call their previous landlord, depending. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it just depends on the application. No, you're right. We, we, we investigate them in other ways. Again, yeah. it's about getting creative. Because what do I care about? I just care that they pay their rent every month and they paid it on time. Yep. That's what I care That's about. It. I don't, I mean, if you're doing crazy stuff, I don't really care. Just pay your rent on time. <laughs> a lot of people aren't perfect on paper, no. but they may be perfect in person. Right. A lot of people aren't perfect on paper, but they may be perfect in person. So I think it's worth investigating them as a person yes. instead of them on paper. Yeah. And then make a decision. Yep. So, 
Sometimes, uh, sometimes I even look at like social media. Yeah, just, I'd go look at social media to too, see. see what they're up to. We've had a lot <laughs> Play of investigator. We've had some interesting tenants finding out what they really do for yeah. work by looking at their social media. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. What are the three most valuable clauses you have added to your lease agreements? Um, I know you got a stickler on one, so I'm going to let you fire away on the first so, one. So the first one is I do a 60 or 90 day, just depending, warranty on appliances because we're not using them. They're using them, and sometimes they're abusing them, and then the washer goes out after 60 days, and we can't buy new washers every 60 days. Mm-hmm. Like if you aren't taking care of the appliance – I mean, it shouldn't go out after 60 days. So if you're not taking care of it, then that's on you. Agreed. I don't understand how these people go through so many things. No, I don't Honey, either. I, I, every house we've ever lived in, our fridge has lasted the whole time. The whole time. Every house we've ever lived in, our washer and dryer has lasted the entire time. The whole time, yes. <laughs> I feel like some of these guys are, are washing cinder blocks in the washing machine. Well, and that's the other <laughs> thing. I think you don't necessarily have to provide a washer and dryer, do you? You don't have to, no. No. Washer, dryer, or refrigerator. A lot of times the tenant can provide that. But we do provide it, and then, you know, when they go out, it shouldn't be on us. So I have added that clause. Repeat the clause really quick for people Um, that are listening. A 60 to 90 day, just depending how, on the appliance, warranty on all appliances. Anything after that, it is on the tenant to replace. Yep. And then when they move out, if they want to take it, they can. They bought it. But um, 60 to 90 day warranty. The other one, we had an issue. It was with our fourplex. Um, the upstairs unit was pouring grease down the sink, which that's like the biggest no-no. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that you don't know so that. That will cause so much problems for your plumbing. So don't make – this is very important. Yeah. So it was backing up the person downstairs. Their sink was like overflowing, filling up. We had to get a serious plumber with a snake to clean out the main line. Like it was very expensive. And that was just because they were pouring grease down the sink. So we, I have in there, do not pour grease down the sink or you are financially responsible for that plumbing repair. Another one that we have in there is that any, like if we have to serve a notice, that notice costs $75. We shouldn't have to pay that. So if you didn't pay your rent on time and we had to serve you with a notice, you do have to pay us back that $75. But, um, it is in a lease agreement that if they, if they default and we evict them, that they don't get any deposits back. Okay. Good. I like all those. So the appliances, the Uh grease, and uh, the cost to serve them in the event that we have to. They have to reimburse us. Yeah. There's a couple more, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Those ones are the most important to me. (laughs) I think those are are good ones. Oh, yeah. And you can't, like, cook meth. Oh, the first $100. The, of oh, every repair. Yes. Okay. That one too. That's of every fair. repair, the tenant agrees to pay the first hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. What I think that discourages the tenant from doing is if they have a wobbly doorknob or a light bulb or something very minor, they're not calling us asking us to come and handle it. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, I'm going to get whacked a hundred dollars if I have to if I call and make this request. So we we put that they have to pay the first hundred dollars, and it varies depending on the rent price. Is it sixty, mm-hmm. eighty, or a hundred dollars? Mm-hmm. But. Um, the tenant's responsible for the first hundred dollars of every repair requested. Right. Like for example, we just got a text like a month ago. She said that her bathroom sink was like clogged and filling up. We're like, okay, you have to pay the hundred first hundred dollars to send out a plumber or can you try Drano for five dollars and it fixed it. Right. So one for time, that reason. <laughs> one time we had a tenant calling us telling us <laughs> that the that the refrigerator wasn't working. And uh, the ice it, maker. Are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Whatever it was, okay. ice maker, refrigerator wasn't working, 
And uh, so we send out a repairman. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he goes, because they're leaving the fridge open. (laughs) (laughs) And then she wanted us to pay for it. We're like, no, no. But he said, you left the fridge open. That's why it wasn't working. So you need to pay this. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) Not just the $100. You need to pay the full thing. (laughs) All right. So that's that. Adulting is hard. You know what shouldn't be hard? Buying a house. Robert Coomer is a stand-up guy that does what he says he's going to do. He's helped us and our friends buy and refinance houses for the past 15 years or so. Every time we know we're getting the best service possible and the person on the other end of that phone call has a smile on their face. And that leaves a smile on ours. So call Robert Coomer. He does all the heavy lifting for you so you can worry about the more important things. Like what kind of wine pairs well with leftover pizza? Seriously, give him and his team a call at 702-850-2000. You won't regret it. Advice on language for a lease addendum terminating a lease early by mutual agreement. Advice on a language for a lease addendum terminating a lease early. So basically advice on how to terminate a lease early. This one's kind of simple, and I think people get hung up a little too much on formality. Mm -hmm. They're looking for a pre-made template. They're looking for uh, a document that says it all for them. Here's how I kind of have preached to the agents here at Galinda Group Real Estate. I've preached this to anybody asking for business advice. An agreement is pretty simple. You look at each other or you talk on the phone and you say, hey, here's my understanding of what we're about to agree to. What's your understanding? And once you have a meeting of the minds, just write it on a piece of paper. Go to yeah. Word, go to Microsoft Word, type in, you know, um, mutual agreement. Or even a simple email. No, you want it to be signed. You want So okay. mutual agreement at okay. the top. You click down, click down. You go, um, tenant agrees to vacate the premises. Landlord agrees to allow tenant to vacate the premises. Um, both parties have no obligation to each other moving forward. And however you want to word that, word it. And then just put two lines at the bottom and sign it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's an agreement. Yeah. And it's a simple you, agreement. If you want to say, okay, in, in order to terminate the lease, you're going to have to pay a full month's rent so that we have time to find somebody. You can. It's whatever you decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's anything formal. No, there's not. And I and I just I want to double down on that point. Just simply write it up, put mm-hmm. two lines at the bottom of the page, and have everybody sign it. Yep. When you provide notice to your tenants to vacate the property in 30 days, what is the recommended route? So when would this be applicable? A, we're going to sell the property, Mm -hmm. the tenant's on a month-to-month lease, and the buyer that we have under contract wants the property vacant. Uh Okay. That's one example. Or they're on a month-to-month lease. And the rent isn't uh, where we think it should be. We want to increase it. And, and we want to increase it that. and they don't want to pay it. So that's when I think that that's applicable. So I think that's a good thing to first talk about. Mm-hmm. And then what do we do? So, yeah, this says, someone asked, do we text, email, or write them a letter? I mean, we do everything necessary to make right. sure that they get the that dose of information. Yeah. Yeah. So with, the, with the notice. So I would call them. Yeah. I would I would take it to all levels. I would, the, the one very formal thing to do is to is to do a certified certified mail. letter. Certified so we letter. for sure do the letter, send it certified. But then we do also call and text. Yeah. Yeah. And at worst, if you have to go knock on the door and tell mm-hmm. them. I mean. And then at very, very worst, you hire an eviction company um, to serve these notices properly. Yep, to make it all official. Yeah. All right. All right. Last one. After you give a 30-day notice, do you start sending people to repair 
the damages possibly made by the tenant, or do you wait until they move out? So what we've been doing is we've been doing a pre-move-out walk. Yep, it's like two days before they move out. We walk the walk the property like kind of with them, so they are aware of like, okay, yeah, this you damaged the wall here. Hey, you made this wall a dartboard. Why'd you do that? You know, <laughs> um, those this cabinet, the facing of it is falling off, so that they can't say that that happened after they moved out by somebody else. And I think what I absolutely, and what I think also that why that's so beneficial is it allows them an opportunity to fix it. Right. And then that way, when it comes down to getting their deposit back, they had ample time mm-hmm. to make the repairs that were to our liking slash standard. Yeah. Um, versus after they move out, we just have to take it upon ourselves to handle these things. Right. And then, of course, we have to deduct that from the security deposit. And then they're fighting you on the security deposit when they should have just fixed it themselves. So I love the pre-move-out move out walk. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really valuable one. Even if it's, you said two days, but I would even say 10 days before. Yeah. Just going through and going, this is messed up, this is messed up, this wasn't how we gave it to you, paint it back. Mm-hmm. If you do all these things, then there's a good chance you'll get your security deposit back. Yep. And then the day that they move out, we send somebody over to make a list of the repairs that need or not need so that we can get it rent ready for the next person. Yeah. The other thing that we've, we, we like, again, our turnover is so low, so yeah. we're having to kind of learn a lot of these things. Right. But, um... Another thing that we do is on the day of the move out, we also have one of our, our runners run over there and meet the tenant yeah. and walk through it together and mm-hmm. take pictures and then, you know, hand over the keys instead of just, you know, letting them leave whenever they feel like leaving. Right, right. You know, it's like, wait, no, no, you know. So, our terms. <laughs> yep. It's all in our terms. Yep. Here's the other thing is, is something that I learned years ago is the landlord has 30 days to return the deposit mm-hmm. after they move out. Yes. So I know for a lot of new uh, landlords, the tenant's going to go, I want my deposit back right now. And if you don't know that rule or that law, then you're going to be like, you know, you're going to think you have to do that. So now you're scrambling to, to, to get back their deposit so that they're happy. Um, and so you're rushing through the property and you're not missing stuff. And then you're like, man, why did I get back all that deposit? The point of the 30 days is that um, it gives the landlord time to go through the property, get bids, get repairs. And deduct it from the security deposit. Right. And then you have to provide documentation showing what everything cost yes. um, to the tenant when you return their deposit. But it has to be within th- within 30 days of move out. So after that 30 days when we do go to return it, I have like a simple like three-liner page saying that they release – like they're getting their security deposit. Right. They agreed that this is the amount they're getting back and nothing else, and we both sign it. So yeah. I have it so they can't come back later and be like, well, you didn't give me this or whatever. Yeah, I would I would always <clears throat> make an agreement because there's a thing. They're Generally, they're chomping at the bit to get back their deposit. Right. So use that 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 leverage in your favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they want it that bad, say, I'm not giving it back to you unless we you sign this and we agree that this is all that there is. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when they sign that, you just sneak a few little pieces of language in there that – release you of any future liability. And then yep. you guys are done. You shake hands. They got their money. And uh, you don't have any liability with that tenant anymore. Yep. Good job, babe. Yeah. Very thank impressed you. with you. Oh, thank you. No property manager. I learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. If you have All any right. more questions, go on TikTok and uh, ask us in the comment section or private message us on Instagram. Yep. or Going Galindo. Going Galindo uh, podcast. Yep. So feel free to ask more questions. We like answering them. Yep. Good luck out there. Thanks for listening. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can also connect with us on social media or at galindogrouprealestate.com. Until next time, thanks again for listening.